Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the 49ers vs. Seahawks game recap show. And what a game it was on Sunday. The 49ers knock off their division rival Seattle Seahawks. 27-7. Now, there's lots of things that happened in this game from Trey Lance getting injured to Jimmy Garoppolo taking over as the quarterback and the 49ers defense being absolutely stifling. We're going to go through all that. We're going to get deeper into the numbers you had the reaction show. That's instant reaction. But now, watch the game again. Got even more into the numbers. Looked at how Kyle Shanahan attacked. And I want to focus as much as I can on the game without getting too much into what happened to Trey Lance. I understand that this is a bad injury. But I also want to highlight some of the things that happened during the game that were positive. I do want to talk about that because a lot of things have been talked about Trey Lance. I'm sure you've heard everything about Trey Lance already from surgery you know, to his his recovery. So, Let's get into the numbers. Let's talk about this game and how the 49ers handled beating their division rival because it has been a problem for the 49ers. Of course, Russell Wilson isn't there. That makes it a lot easier. But Seattle had just come off a big victory against the Denver Broncos. They just had beat a team led by Russell Wilson and led by a team, an upstart team that everyone thought was going to make waves in the AFC. Now the, the 49ers come in, come in coming off the loss to Chicago. That's a tough loss. The 49ers did not look good against the Chicago Bears. And what were they going to be able to do in this game? And what they did was absolutely dominate. There was great performances on offense and defense. I'm going to give out some uh, game awards as well today because there were just so many cool things that happened in this game that were positive for the 49ers. From good offensive line play, yeah, that's right. The offensive line continues to gel and get better. It was better than it was in Chicago. They handled the situations better. That's good news for the 49ers. The offensive line is not there yet. They're not a finished product. But if they can continue to gel, that is going to help this team. Now, 
team is going to move in a different direction now with Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm. Well, let's talk about this game first. Uh, first and foremost, you have Jimmy Garoppolo come off the bench and try to help lead this 49ers team to a victory. So let's look at these numbers for this game in the Seattle Seahawks, and we'll just go to the box score real quick. And right away, the most glaring thing to me was that the 49ers occupied the ball for 38 minutes to the Seahawks 22. That is a recipe for success. That keeps your defense off the field. That keeps Nick Bosa and Samson Ebicom and these defenders fresh so that way they can rush the passer late in the football game. Number one, that is a huge difference uh, that we see for the 49ers. That's the recipe to win. Getting off the field is also one of the ways that you win. And during the game preview show, I said I predicted in my wild that's bold that the 49ers would hold Seattle Seahawks under 40% conversion rate on third down. Not only did they hold them under 40%, they held them under 30% with a 28.5% conversion rate for the Seattle Seahawks on third down. That is absolutely fantastic. When you throw in the fact the 49ers forced three turnovers, two on defense, Hufanga with the tip to Tayshawn Gibson for an interception, that's number one. Then you have the special teams uh, fumble where Lockett gets a guy pushed into him. A great move by Tarvarius Moore. That was fantastic. And then Mooney Ward with the interception off of a DJ Dallas attempted halfback pass that did not go well for the Seattle Seahawks, but the 49ers get three turnovers. Of course, my wild ass bold, I said the Niners would get two, and those would turn into touchdowns. They didn't turn into points, but it was nice to see the 49ers causing turnovers once again. Hufonga, being the playmaker that he is, is causing things to happen, and I think that's good. The other glaring thing was the 49ers went from having 12 penalties against Chicago Bears to having one penalty against the Seattle Seahawks, and at that, it was questionable because Emmanuel Mosley did not have that much contact with but DK Metcalf, I thought he made a pretty good play. Uh, the referee, you know, decided to call it, and I'm not going to get too, you know, worked up about it. But overall, I thought, hey, you know, this 49ers defense came to play, and they looked really, really good. Look at the total yards, uh, 373 to 216. And some of those for Geno Smith is 180 yards. A lot of it is in garbage time at the end of the first half, at the end of the second half. Really, I mean, they clamped him down. They held the Seahawks to 36 rushing yards. Said the number one goal was to take care of the Seahawks run game. Boy, did they take care of the Seahawks run game. There was just nothing doing for the Seattle Seahawks offense. They just couldn't get anything going. The 49ers were dominating, especially on defense. And I think that is a tale of what's going to go on with this football team this year. Lots of cool numbers coming out. Uh, the efficiency rates for the 49ers on third down on offense weren't where you like to see that 6 for 15. That's something they can improve on. But on fourth down, they're 2 of 3. I think that's good news for the 49ers as well. The one failure is the deep ball that Jimmy Garoppolo throws down the field to Danny Gray and the attempted big play down there. Now, when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo, I thought Garoppolo looked pretty good coming off the bench. He hasn't had a ton of reps throughout training camp. He didn't have a ton of reps at practice, of course. He's a backup quarterback. You know, this is one of the arguments about Trey Lance last year being a backup. How much better could he get at practice? Well, you can get better at practice, but... Um, it's definitely better to get reps in the games. And that's what Trey was doing. Now Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get first team reps at practice. And let's see if that helps him improve. Because there were there were times he maybe wasn't as accurate as he should be. Uh, he missed Danny Gray on the sideline. He had a couple other opportunities where he could get the ball to a receiver and, and potentially have something happen there. But I thought he did enough to help the 49ers win. And really, when you lose your starting quarterback during a game, that's all you can really ask of your backup for them to come in and give you an opportunity to win. I thought that Jimmy did a good job at that. Now, it's a lot easier when you have a defense and a run game that's going because the run game 
was absolutely going for the San Francisco 49ers. They had guys that were making plays. And I think that's what you have to have. But there was big question marks. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, out. You know, what are the 49ers going to do with the running backs? You know, And a lot of people are questioning Jeff Wilson Jr. Does he have what it takes? Jeff Wilson Jr. carried the ball 18 times in this game for 84 yards and a 4.7 average with a 16 uh, being the longest carry. When it comes to Jeff Wilson Jr., at one point, he had 6.6 yards to carry. In that third quarter, kind of when his numbers went down, that's kind of what happened to TDP as well because TDP got 14 carries in this game for 33 yards, a 2.4 average. So he had a Jeff Wilson kind of you know yards per attempt. But I do want to look at the fact that TDP had himself a really good game because I saw the vision, all the things he was able to do. And he did take some negative plays. I don't believe they were all his fault. There's a couple times the offensive line kind of parted ways. They had a little bit of confusion and what their responsibilities were up front. And it ended up with a defensive player coming free and making a play in the backfield. You want to eliminate negative plays. So moving forward into this week against the Denver Broncos, that'll be a point of emphasis for Chris Forster and this 49ers offensive line is to eliminate communication problems. Can't have times when a guy comes free and you don't block him. So Jake Brendel and these offensive guards got to continue to work on that. And hopefully those get better, you know, and I think five, six weeks into the season, you're going to see this offensive line really gel the second week that we've seen all five guys play together for every snap on offense. That's a good sign. McGlinchey's getting healthier. Uh, Trey Williams is knocking off rust. His interior offensive linemen are getting used to playing in the NFL, which is good news because Banks and Burford are playing good. That's what we want from this offense. That's what we need from this football team. But looking at the numbers, that's important. Kyle Juszczyk got involved with a touchdown run in this game. Always love when Kyle Juszczyk gets involved and makes something happen. And of course, Ross Dwelly makes a big-time catch. One catch for 38 yards and a touchdown. Now, that's an explosive. It was a broken coverage by Seattle. Jimmy Garoppolo finds him, and he had so much room, he made something happen. Gotta love that for Ross Dwelly. Love that for Jimmy Garoppolo. The 49ers convert their first touchdown of the game, and that was important. Uh, early on in this game, it was two field goals. Seattle stiffened up the same way they did against Denver. Like, okay, uh, we can't let Seattle hang around here. And then you have that you know great play call by Kyle Shanahan because he gets everyone's attention going with Debo Samuel going out into the back or in motion out into the flat. And then they forget about Ross Dwelly underneath and Dwelly's wide open. Tremendous play call, tremendous execution from Jimmy and, and Ross Dwelly and Dwelly finishes with the touchdown. Those are the kind of big explosive plays you need for offense. I feel like the 49ers got those. You also had big impact plays from Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, he caught the ball five times for 63 yards, with 12.6 yards being the average. Now, he had the 25-yard gain from Trey Lance, which was just a little stop route, catches the ball and creating afterwards. I thought that was nice. But he also had two very pivotal plays in this game where he didn't catch the ball. They were on uh, pass interference calls from the defense. Both times, Brian Ayuk deep down the field, and he gets contact as he's trying to work his way back. The fact he's fighting back towards the football is nice. That's going to help the 49ers. If Jimmy Garoppolo can continue to take shots like that, maybe they can take advantage of some of these cornerbacks. Brian Ayuk does have the ability to get down the field and make things happen. So I think that is something to watch as this season progresses because what Jimmy does on offense is different from what Trey does. But if Jimmy can take advantage of some of those deep balls to Danny Gray, taking chances to Brandon Ayuk, it's going to make defenses stay honest, keep the second safety out of the box, and not have eight-man fronts. If you don't have eight-man fronts, it's going to be like this game right here where the 49ers are able to run the ball 40 times and absolutely win the game. It's a guaranteed victory if the 49ers get to 40 runs.
That's how it's been in the Kyle Shanahan era. So that is the goal. It's always a goal to run the football. But if you don't take those shots down the field and keep those guys honest, they will creep up into the box and they will start shutting you down. Just difficult to go against eight and nine man boxes. Warriors are going to have to worry about that as we continue this week into Denver because they run a 3-4 and they like to load up on the front line, bringing that bare front, those five guys up. They're going to have guys there to help try to stop this outside zone. But guess what? That's what you just saw from Seattle. Do they have talented players? Yes, they probably have more talented players than Seattle on the front. With Bradley Chubb, you know, DJ Jones at the nose tackle spot, there's guys that can make plays. You throw in Randy Gregory as well. It's a talented Denver Broncos front. The Warriors are going to have things that they have to handle. But the fact that you handled the Seattle Seahawks so well, it's got to make you feel more confident. So uh, that was really nice to see from the 49ers. Also, got to throw in the fact that Debo Samuel was doing it on the ground and in the air because he accounted for close to 100 yards on offense. He had four carries for 53 yards. Of course, the explosive 51-yard run where it looks like he was dead to rights in the backfield, but he breaks a tackle and then makes absolutely great uh, cuts with tremendous vision to get down the field, not able to outrun everyone, but finishes the run down the field. It ends up leading to a field goal. It's a tremendous play. And then receiving the ball. We even had an opportunity where he was a third down back. He got matched up against a linebacker and they ended up playing zone and he finds a empty void, catches the ball and converts on third down. These are things you're going to see more and more from Debo Samuel. So you see Kyle Shanahan getting comfortable with this offense. And now you're going to see how comfortable it looks with Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm. But the fact that we have Jimmy Garoppolo is good news for the 49ers because normally when you lose your starting quarterback, your season is lost. 49ers season isn't lost. Jimmy Garoppolo can compete. He can help this football team win. And he, hopefully he can get them into the playoffs. And with a defense as stingy and as good as the 49ers defense, you have the opportunity to win a championship with anyone at quarterback. And I say anyone. I mean one of the qualified 32 starting quarterbacks in this league. So I think that the 49ers got to feel comfortable with Jimmy at the helm. There'll be question marks about his backup quarterback. Of course, Brock Purdy will be that guy right now. But I think it's, it's good news coming out of this game that the 49ers handled the Seattle Seahawks the way they did. Defense gave up no points. Uh, it is absolutely fun to watch. And I want to give out some awards from this game. Um, I liked a lot of the things I saw. And if you watched the game plan video on Saturday, you knew exactly how the 49ers were going to attack the Seattle Seahawks. And they did in that manner. And also, if you watched the breakdown on Patreon, we knew what the weaknesses were in Seattle Seahawks defense and what their weaknesses were on offense. And the 49ers exposed them in a big way. D'Amico Ryans, Kyle Shanahan, Got to be commended for the way they put down put this plan together. They executed that plan. Even navigating through an injury of your starting quarterback to be able to get the things you needed to do done. But here we are with the awards. And I want to start with the block is hot. I want to start with the defensive awards for the 49ers. So the block is hot defensive players. And I got to start with one of the guys that got it last week, and that is Talanoa Hufanga. Because Talanoa Hufanga continues to impress. He did not fall off in any way. He is an absolute playmaker for this 49ers defense. He does a great job. Last week, he was all about it, making an interception, coming up around the line of scrimmage, and stopping the run against the Bears. This week against Seattle, he makes a tip pass over the middle that gets intercepted by Tayshawn Gibson. He drives on a football that would have been a first down for Tyler Lockett and knocks it away. He comes into the backfield and makes plays back there. 
Talano Ufanga right now is all over the place. Been very excited to see his improvement. I thought consistency in pass coverage was there this week, which is good news. That means last week was just, you know, something that happens. Uh, it, it's not going to happen all the time. Hufanga is going to make good plays for this football team. It's nice to see him flying around. We have playmakers now at all three levels of defense. You have, of course, Nick Bosa on the front line, who's the, one of the biggest playmakers on your team. Fred Warner at the linebacker position. And now you have somebody like Talano Hufanga at the safety position. You're not even having Jimmy Ward in your defense, and you're still getting some of the best play in the NFL from safety. So very good from Talano Hufanga. I really like what he did on defense. And, of course, the guy we talked about, Nick Bosa. Uh, Bosa with two sacks in this football game. He was getting after. He continued to impress. And I think we're going to see a big number from Bosa as far as sacks. They tried chipping him. They tried doubling him. Uh, they slid protection his way. But in the end, Nick Bosa still made an impact. And he doesn't just make an impact by rushing the passer, but he also makes an impact by stopping the run. He sets the edge very well. He's a big-time player, and also he's been con conversing with Drake Jackson about helping Jackson get better at practice. He talked in his presser about how he talked to Jackson about focusing on one thing and getting better at that, not just going through the motions at practice. So important for a young guy to learn, and Bosa's there to help. I thought this was a good performance by Bosa and something he can continue to build on. There's going to be more opportunities, and we're going to need him to make big-time plays against the Denver Broncos on Sunday night not going to be easy. Russ is going to be there. He's going to be doing his little dip move in the pocket. But if we can get home and Nick Bosa can get another couple of sacks, I'm going to feel very confident about the 49ers' chances against the Denver Broncos. But yeah, Bosa playing out of his mind, Hufanga playing out of his mind. And I think that's imp important right now. Uh, the 49ers' defense is just really, really good. They have playmakers all over the place. Whenever you hold somebody to under 40 yards rushing, uh, in the NFL, you've just done a fantastic job. Under 200 yards passing, even with garbage time yards, fantastic job. This defense is really, really good. Been very impressed with all of them. Now, over on the offensive side, it's time for the straight beast. And for straight beast on offense, uh, there's a couple of guys. First off, I want to go with Debo Samuel because... That 51-yard run that Debo Samuel made where he could have got stopped in the backfield and he breaks and he gets something, that got the momentum rolling for this 49ers offense. That first drive, it kind of sputtered. Even though they got a field goal, they were off to a good start. But this second drive wasn't really going anywhere. Debo makes this huge run, and next thing you know, this 49ers offense is rolling. So Debo Samuel making plays there, converting on third down. The attitude at which Debo Samuel brings. So I'm going to go with straight beast with Debo Samuel. Could have easily been... Brandon Ayuk as well. Ayuk had himself one heck of a game. Ross Dwelly had one catch. I think if Ross would have done a little bit more, I would have put him in this category. He was considered as well. But both of those guys making plays. And I have one more guy on offense that I have to give the straight beast award to. And that's Jimmy Garoppolo. The reason I give it to Jimmy, it counts for two touchdowns in this football game. One throwing on the touchdown to Ross Dwelly. One on the quarterback sneak where he finishes it. Where he's still undefeated on quarterback sneaks. I don't think anyone in this league does it at the level of Jimmy Garoppolo except for Tom Brady. That's the only guy that does it at the same level. Jimmy is handling himself really well, but he came into this game in a tough situation because when an injury like this happens, the rest of the team is down. It's hard to come back from an injury. You're thinking about Trey. You're thinking about the things that went on, and Jimmy Garoppolo had to come in there and take a stranglehold on what was going on. And uh, a lot of the team, you know, it took him a second, but once they – 
saw it was a familiar face in the huddle, and Jimmy went out there and executed. He made big-time throws, the throw to Ross Dwelly, the throw down the sideline to Ray Ray McLeod, which was a nice one. Uh, getting the ball out to Brandon Ayuk where he can make plays. It was Jimmy going ahead and taking advantage of an opportunity without having very many reps in practice. He just hasn't had very many opportunities throughout this training camp to get used to playing with some of these players, but he understands the offense. Now, he said some of these plays are new plays to him. He's not very comfortable running them. They were running a lot of the things they wanted to do with Trey Lance, and uh, right away, Jimmy had to go out there and execute, and I thought he did a really good job. I thought there were some plays he left out there. He missed some throws, of course. Uh, he's going to have to correct those and fix those, and you know, he's going to have to continue to try to take shots outside the numbers and down the field. But if he does, he can help this team win. Is it a perfect situation? No, you don't want to lose your starting quarterback to injury. But at least the 49ers have a quarterback that has proven that he can help the team get to the NFC Championship game in a Super Bowl. That's good news, at least. You know you can be competitive. That was one of the cool things about having Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo for two years now on this roster is that when one went down, and last year it was Jimmy that went down, and Trey came in and did enough to help the 49ers get to the playoffs, now it's Jimmy's time to step in and make something happen for this football team. Uh, so I had to give him a straight beast. He came in there and handled business, and he was a straight beast in this game. So well done to Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, last week, I didn't have anyone that was a part of the Hurt business. And the Hurt business is somebody that likes to get in there and mix it up. Now, Trent Williams had himself a heck of a game. He could have been a part of the, the Hurt business for sure. Spencer Burford getting physical. Aaron Banks as well. There's some nastiness along this offensive line, which I love. But I wanted to give it to somebody else because it was very recognizable to everyone watching this game that somebody was going to be straight beasting, but also adding other people to the Hurt business. And the guy coming and bringing people to the Hurt business is Jawan Jennings. Jawan Jennings was getting after it in the blocking game. He kept attacking, uh, getting after Diggs and, and getting after Kobe Bryant. And pretty much everyone was getting frustrated with Jawan Jennings. The reason I wanted to make sure to point this out, I know the offensive line does it and I love it, but this is a skill player. This is a receiver. This is a player now that the coaches can point out and say, look at what Jawan is doing effort-wise. Look at how much he cares about his teammates. Look how physical he's getting. And the responses you were getting from the defensive players show you how rare it is for an offensive wide receiver to go give them the business like that. That attitude rubs off on all the rest of the players. That is what you want. That's how you get bully ball. And the 49ers want bully ball. They want to be able to run the ball 35 to 40 times a game. Limit the amount of times that their quarterback has to throw the ball. But when he does throw it, for there to be avenues and voids to go ahead and throw one way you get those is by playing bully ball and running the football. Uh, so they're going to create a void over the middle of this field. And it's really because of players like Jawan Jennings who go out there and play for each other. And if you go back and watch, you know, Debo Samuel's run, or you watch any of these long runs, each of these 49er players are out there competing and helping their football team win. They're blocking, they're tackling, they're doing all the necessary things they can to help their team win. That mindset alone is what you want from a, a football team. And Kyle Shanahan has definitely put that and instilled that in his players. They've said before, no block, no rock. And that's what's going on right here. Jawan Jennings is, is some days he's going to make those big catches that you need to make. And all the time he's going to make the blocks. It was against the Chicago Bears. He missed a block against Jaquan Brisker. That would have been a Jeff Wilson Jr. touchdown. He did not miss blocks in this game. He was getting after it. I'm excited to get into the All-22 film and take, take down all the moments that he had that were really good. 
Um, but he deserved a little bit of credit for the way that he was getting after it. Good by Kyle Shannon to pull him out so that way he didn't end up getting into a fight or anything like that. But that aggressive nature is going to rub off on his teammates. And that's good news for the 49ers. So overall, I thought this was a really good performance. The 49ers handled business and all three elements of football. You know, this complimentary football was on display. They played good offense, time of possession, did not turn over the football, executed when they needed to to score touchdowns. On defense, they played just absolutely suffocating defense against the run game. They stopped Geno Smith and passed downs. They squatted on his routes. They made him try to challenge him deep, and they weren't able to do that. He wasn't able to get the ball to DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. Lockett had probably the quietest 100-yard game I've ever seen uh, against the 49ers. I didn't even realize he had 100 yards. That's how quiet it was. 49ers did enough to get off the field, preventing Seattle from converting on third down. 28.5% conversion rate's not going to get it done on for the offense. That is perfect for the 49ers defense. Then anytime you create two turnovers on defense, one on special teams, you're probably going to win with that plus minus. But it was a complete team win for the 49ers overall. I absolutely enjoyed it. There was a lot of players that could have got awards. I gave away some here today. If you have different players that deserve awards, let me know in the comments section down below. Let me know about this recap, what you thought of the game. I know we didn't go into a lot of Trey. Um, I figure there's going to be a lot of that going around. So I, I wanted this one to be a little bit different. Um, but I'm hoping that Trey recovers from surgery, gets back at it. So that way we can see what he can do in the future. Uh, 2023 looks the likelihood of when we'll see Trey Lance again. But hopefully, you know, he, he gets uh, well soon. But right now, we've got a rally behind Jimmy Garoppolo, rally behind this football team. Uh, it's still early in the season. There are 15 games left. Let's see what the 40 yards can do. Thank you guys so much for watching. If you have the chance, go ahead and like uh, the video, comment down below, like I said, or hit the subscribe button. It really does a lot to help with the algorithm and help push out this content. Really do appreciate every single one of you. Thank you so much for watching this game recap show. Looking forward to all the content that's coming out next week or this week, uh, including tomorrow. The Ant Hill Show will be coming out tomorrow over on Patreon. Uh, Face Off will be coming out. So go check those out. Uh, that'll be content tomorrow. And then Wednesday, Slightly Offsides come out. And hopefully the Madden Simulation will be coming down the pipe as well. Check that out. Madden Simulation, it was it was pretty good. They picked the 40 yards to win. Um, and it was it was a good game. So we'll see what happens this time. Madden Simulation will have Jimmy Garoppolo leading 49ers. Let's see if the offense changes. It, it's going to be a fun week of content. I hope you guys all have a good one. We'll catch you on the next one. Stay safe. And remember the right way is always the 49ers way.